everyone. Once again, welcome back to yet another exciting episode of our Yasha Ministries Let's Rap Reveal podcast. As always, I want to take the time out to welcome those who may be listening for the very first time. I always love to say it is not by chance or coincidence that you are here right now, but it is by God's divine order. And guess what, beloved? He has ordered your steps today right into our Let's Rap Reveal podcast. Also, to our returning listeners, I want to say thank you. It is because of you that I continue to do what I do. I want you to know I greatly appreciate you. I thank you so much for how you continue to listen, how you continue to like, how you continue to comment. But most importantly, I want you guys out there to continue to share, share, share. On our last episode, I started the episode out by saying, you know when you're rooted and grounded in Jesus Christ. And you know because the enemy of your soul, and just in case some of you don't know who I'm talking about, I'm talking about Beelzebub. I'm talking about Satan. I'm talking about the devil. I'm talking about him and all his imps that come with him. The enemy of your soul in this last day, believe me, beloved, you know that you're rooted and grounded in Christ. And how do you know? Because the enemy has assigned some of his top generals to your life. He assigned those generals with hopes to destroy you. But no matter what it is that you've been going through, no matter how hard and how intense the spiritual warfare battle has been raging in your life, he has yet failed. And that is because God is on your side. I said it again and again in the last episode. If God be for you, who can be against you? I am Elder Shanina Walker, the founder of Yasha Ministry. And today on Let's Rap Reveal, we're going to be continuing with this powerful two-part series entitled Cast Down But Unconquered. Let's Rap. I just want to take a moment and go back and cover this scripture that we begin with on the last episode just to remind you what it was we were discussing. Our scripture is going to be coming from 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, 7 through 11th verse. Let's read. The King James Version reads, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed, always bearing about in the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifested in our bodies. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifested in our mortal flesh. Now, I like the way the Message Bible reads that. So I do want to read from that version as well. We're going to read from 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, beginning at the seventh verse in the Message Bible. And it reads, we carry this precious message around in the unadorned clay pots of our ordinary lives. That's to prevent anyone from confusing God's incomparable power with us. As it is, there is not much chance of that. You know for yourselves that we're not much to look at. We've been surrounded 
and battered by trouble, but we are not demoralized. We're not sure what to do, but we know that God knows what to do. We've been spiritually terrorized, but God hasn't left our side. We've been thrown down, but we haven't broken. What they did to Jesus, they do to us. Trial and torture, mockery and murder. What Jesus did among them, he is doing in us. He lives. Our lives are at a constant risk for Jesus' sake, which makes Jesus' life all the more evident in us. While we're going through the worst, you're getting in on the best. I love the way this version read because it doesn't get any plainer than this. The Apostle Paul was clearly saying to the church that we carry this precious message. In other words, we carry the good news. We carry the spirit of God. The word of God tells us thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. So we have to have the word of God inside of us. He said, we carry this precious, precious message around in the unadorned clay pots of our ordinary lives. We carry around this message of God, but we carry this message in our unadorned clay pots. He's talking about this body, this unadorned body. We're nothing desirable to be looked at. We are nothing outside of Christ. It is through Christ that we are somebody. It is through Christ that we are who he say we are. We are, as I stated many times before, all of our righteousness is as filthy rags, but because of the blood of Jesus, because of Christ, we've been brought into right standing with God. So because we've been brought into right standing with God, the apostle Paul said, we carry this precious message around in an unadorned clay pot of our ordinary lives. This body, this flesh, we're carrying around the message. We're carrying around the word. We're carrying around Jesus Christ. We're carrying around the spirit of God in these ordinary lives that we live. We live an ordinary life. It's nothing extraordinary that we're living. This is an ordinary life. We're not going to see extraordinary until we leave this earth and get to heaven with our heavenly father. And then we're going to see what extraordinary looks like. We think this is something down here. We think this little, the houses that we have, the cars that we drive, the money that we have in the bank. We think that's some extra extraordinary, but I want you to know that this is nothing. This the Apostle Paul said, this is our ordinary lives that we live. This, this ain't nothing special. This ain't nothing great that we're living down here. Why are we getting so caught up in where we are on this earth? We are just bystanders. We are just travelers passing through. This is not our home. I love saying that. We are not of this world. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. So we have this message that we are carrying around in our unadorned clay pots. Unadorned mean it ain't even fixed up. It ain't nothing. This old house is going to start leaking one day. It's going to start leaning. And guess what, beloved? As the songwriter wrote, you're going to have to move. So when it's time to move, that's when you're going to go and you're going to see something extraordinary when you get to, to the presence of the Lord. Apostle Paul was just reminding them that your life is ordinary. It's nothing special. And he said, I'm reminding you of that. It is because it is to prevent anyone from confusing God's 
incomparable power with us. He said, don't get it twisted. Don't get this thing confused. We're nothing. We don't have no power. The Bible tells us not by might, not by power, but by my spirit says the Lord of hosts. It is through the Lord's spirit. It is because of the Lord power that worketh in us. So he began to let them know. He said, don't think that you're something special. He said, don't get it twisted. Don't let anyone begin to uh, get confused. Uh, that is your power that's working, but it is God's incomparable power. The power that God have can't compare to nothing. The little uh, power that Satan think he has, that power is nothing compared to our God. That's why I keep telling you, if God be for us, who can be against us? Great is he, greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. God is greater than Satan that's in this world. He is the, uh, the God of this world. This world belongs to the enemy. That's why the Bible clearly tells us to love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. And it tells that all that dwells in the uh, world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. We can't get caught up in these things. That's say the number one trick. That's another one of his weapons that he's been using from the beginning of time. He used it in the garden of Eden and he's still using it on us today. But the apostle Paul was reminding them. He said, you know, for yourselves that we're not much to look at. He said, don't get yourself caught up in yourself. Don't get all caught up in pride because at the end of the day, you ain't nothing to look at. You're not much to look at. We ain't nothing. The apostle Paul goes on to say, he said, we've been surrounded and battered by trouble, but we're not demoralized. I told you last week, you're not going to be demolished. You're not demoralized. No matter what it is the enemy do, no matter how much he surrounds you, no matter how battered you become with the trouble that's going on around you. And believe me, I know a lot of you are being battered. You're being hit this way, that way, blow after blow after blow, but you're not going to be demoralized. He said, we're not sure what to do. As I stated on last episode, some of us going through so much, you don't even know what to do. You don't know what you need to say. You don't know what to do about the situation. You don't know what to think about the situation. You don't know how you got in the situation. He said, you don't know what to do, but guess what, beloved? He said, God knows what to do. So what do we need to do? We need to go to our heavenly father. We need to use our weapon, which is prayer and praise. We need to begin to praise God. We need to begin to pray. Prayer and praise is our weapon against the enemy. So the only way we're going to make it through it, we have to go to the father. We got to consult the one who knows the future, the one who holds all power in his hand, the one who knows our beginning and our end. He said he created us before the foundation of this world. He said all of our days are numbered in his book. He already know our beginning from our end. The, he, the Lord went on and said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. He said, they are thoughts of good and not evil to give you a future and a hope. So only God knows your future. So we need to consult God about our circumstance. We need to consult God about the situation that we're going through. He said, we've been spiritually terrorized. Woo. <laughs> I don't know about you, but it's been some days where I felt like I was being spiritually terrorized terrorized. The enemy was terrorizing me. He was terrorizing my mind. Remember I told you the enemy attacks us with psychological warfare. He began to attack our minds. He'll begin to terrorize you. He'll begin to paint you pictures, give you scenarios, show you things that's not even there. The enemy might say, the, do the doctor might tell you one little thing and the enemy will blow that thing up so big. He'll have you preparing, planning your funeral and everything. But I stop by to tell you today again, beloved, you better quote the 
the word of God to the enemy. Look him right in his face. Begin to declare and decree. And he see you. Believe me, he's there. You can't see him, but he can see you. So you better begin to speak to the enemy and declare, I will not die, but I will live to declare the works of the Lord. Don't allow the enemy to spiritually terrorize you. We have more power than the enemy. We don't have to put up with his foolishness, but God hasn't left us. It says, he said, we've been spiritually terrorized, but God hasn't left our sides. God is right by your side. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I told you on, on the last episode, when my mother and my father forsake me, the Lord said he will lift you up. He said, he a friend that stick closer to a, than a brother. He will never leave your side. Said we've been thrown down, but we haven't been broken. <laughs> we've been thrown down. Many of us have been cast down, but we're not broken. We feel like we've been broken. The things that we're going through, we, we feel broken, but we're not crushed till we're destroyed. There might be a little cracks in there, but believe me, we serve the potter. We serve, he can put us right back on the wheel and mold us and shape us and make us back what he want us to be into. Because we, some of us have gotten away from what he has created us to be. He done made you a bowl. You want to be a cup. He done made you a, 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 a plate and you want to be a fort. So now he got to remold us. He got to reshape us. He got to put us back on the partner's wheel again because we decided and we determined in our minds what it was we wanted to do or what it was we wanted to be. So then God had to allow the step back and allow the enemy to do some things in our lives so that he might be glorified in the midst of the things we're going through. He said, we've been thrown down, but we haven't broken. What they did to Jesus, they do to us. You can believe that Jesus suffered persecution, so will you. The things that Jesus went through, we can expect to go through too. The word of God tells us if we want to reign with him, we got to learn how to suffer with him. And that's one thing as believers that we don't want to do. We don't want to go through no suffering. We don't want to deal with nothing. We don't want to go through a thing. But I'm telling you, they lied on Jesus, they're going to lie on you. They talked about Jesus, they're going to talk about you. They, they pierced Jesus in the side, they're going to pierce you in the back. They, I'm telling you, when Jesus was persecuted, so shall you be persecuted. Apostle Paul said there was trials and torture. There was mockery and murder. He said what Jesus did among them, he does in us. So now the same things that Jesus done among them, the things, the miracles that Jesus performed, the, the, the signs and wonders that they saw Jesus do among them, he's doing those same things in us. We can do those things. He said, greater work shall you do. And only because we have his spirit now living on the inside of us. They had something that we didn't have, not until the day of Pentecost. But at one point they were going around. They didn't have the Holy Spirit dwelling on the inside of them for a period of time. The disciples were following Jesus, just watching him do miracles among them. Jesus did these things among them, but now he's doing them in the inside of us. He lives. Why? Because he lives inside of us. Our lives are at a constant risk for Jesus sake. We're constantly being persecuted. We're constantly being uh, ostracized. We're constantly being talked about. We're constantly being persecuted because of Jesus. And if you're not being persecuted or talked about or ostracized, something ain't right. <laughs> because I'm telling you, the enemy is coming after those who he know are serving God. And he's going to do it with all fever, all 
uh, faithfulness. He's going to bring out, as I stated, the generals in these last and evil days to try to turn you around or hinder the work of Christ. But we have to stand in the liberty which we, Christ has made us free. We have to not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. He went on to say that our lives are a constant risk for Jesus' sake, which makes Jesus' life all the more evident in us. So Jesus is being glorified in us because of the things that we're going through. Be discouraged, beloved. Don't fall by the wayside. Don't faint because the apostle Paul, basically all he was saying is while you're going through your worst, somebody else is getting the best. Somebody else is getting in on the best. Oh, they're being able to see the glory of God being revealed in you. So while you're going through your very worst, you can believe that somebody else is getting in on the best. They see God at work and God is being glorified in the midst of your pain and suffering. And in the midst of your pain and suffering, something is happening in the inside of you. You're becoming more like Christ. Yeah, I know the enemy thought he was going to destroy you, but all he was doing was pushing you into your destiny. The enemy thought he was going to get you down, but all he did was pull you down to your knees. He thought he was going to get you to turn back, but all he did was push you to go a little bit farther. He, all he's doing is fueling you. He's catapulting you right into your destiny. So turn that thing around on the enemy. Don't let the enemy use this situation to destroy you. But pull yourself up, declare that you are who God say you are. You are a child of God and greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. All you got to do is stand still and see the salvation of the Lord and let the Lord turn this thing around. And he said, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So allow God to work out his purpose in you. That is why you're going through this pain. That is why you're going through this situation so that God might be glorified so that his purpose might be worked out in you. Stop by to encourage somebody today instead of tucking tail and running. I want you to be like the apostle Paul instead of bowing your head down down and getting discouraged instead of being ashamed of what it is you're going through. You need to stand up and, and cry loud and begin to allow God to be glorified in your situation. The apostle Paul said in second Corinthians, the 11th chapter and the 30th verse, he began to say, if I must need glory, I will glory in the things which concern my infirmity. Now I believe it's important that you know what the word glory mean. Glory mean a great, a very great praise. The verb meaning for glory is to rejoice proudly. So the apostle Paul was saying in this particular chapter, he said, if I was the glory in anything, he said, I will glory. In other words, he said, I will give great praise. I will glory. He said, I will rejoice proudly in the thing which concerns my infirmity. He said in second Corinthians, the 12th chapter and the fifth verse. If I was one to brag, he said, which I'm not one to brag, but if I was going to glory in anything, it would not be about myself. In other words, what was the apostle Paul saying? He said, it would certainly not be, I uh, wouldn't be bragging or glorying about my accolades. I would not be glory or bragging in my degrees. He said, I would not be glory or bragging about the accomplishments. I would not be glory or bragging about my houses. I wouldn't be glory and bragging about the the cars that I have or the amount of money I have in the bank. He said, if I was going to glory or brag about anything, he said, if I was going to give great praise about anything, if I was going to give uh, a rejoice proudly about anything, it will be about the things concerning my infirmities. He said, I'm going to brag. Or I'm going to give glory about the infirmities, the things that I'm going through. He said, the countless amount of tears that I've shed it. He said, I'm going to 
going to uh, brag and I'm going to glory in the times that I've had sleepless nights. I'm going to brag and I'm going to glory about the times I was betrayed. He said, I'm going to talk to you about the times I was heartbroken. I'm going to talk to you about the day and the times when I was persecuted. I want to talk to you about the time and the days when I was in pain. I'm talking to somebody today. You better begin to find somebody and you better begin to glory in your affirmative. Don't sit back and hold that thing to yourself. Sitting back, letting the devil beat you down. Sitting back, letting the devil torment you with psychological warfare. But you better begin to cry out like the apostle Paul and begin to glory and greatly rejoice in the infirmity. No matter what it is you're going through. With the doctor say you've been diagnosed with AIDS. You better find somebody and begin to glory in that situation and say, yeah, the devil thought he got me. The devil thought he was diagnosing me with AIDS. But look at my God. I'm still alive. I'm still walking around. I'm still healthy. The doctor might have diagnosed you with cancer and the enemy is trying to torment your mind and tell you you're going to die. But you better grab somebody and begin to glory in your infirmities. You better begin to let somebody know that I don't care what it is the doctor say. The doctor may have given me six months to live, but look at me now. I'm going to witness to as many people as I can. As the apostle Paul say, to live is Christ and to die is gain. So enemy, you ain't going to win no matter how you try. Because if I live, I'm going to witness and tell about the goodness of my God. And if I die, I'm going to be with the Lord. So no matter what it is you do, you're not going to win this battle. I'm in a win-win situation. In the end, we win, saints. I want you to know in the end, you win. Though he slay you, yet shall we trust him. We got to trust in God no matter what. No matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, we got to trust in God. You better begin to, to brag and glory in your disappointments. You better begin to glory and brag in your distress. You better begin to glory and brag about all the things that you done had to endure since 2020 started. I'm telling you today, 2020 was rough. 2021 was even rougher. 2022 thought it was going to top all of them. But I want you to know today that to live is Christ and to die is gain. That I'm going to stand no matter what it looks like. I'm going to stand no matter what it feels like. I come too far to turn around. Saints, I want you to know tonight you come too far to turn around. You can't turn back now. If you turn back now, where are you going to go? There's nothing on the other side of you but death. Destruction. You better stand and after you've done all the stand, stand anyhow. You better gird up your lives. The Bible said, put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And when you don't all to stand, stand anyhow. I want you to know, beloved, that your weapon is the armor of God. You better put on the helmet of salvation to protect your mind from those darts of the enemy. You better pick up the shield of faith that'll quench every dart that is thrown at you. You better put on the breastplate of righteousness. Begin to stand for righteousness. No matter what it looks like. No matter what the world is doing around us. We got to stand for holiness. Holiness is still right. You better put on the bed of truth. 
The Bible says that the devil is a liar. He's the father of liars. You can't be a child of God. Walk around spewing out lies, but you better put on the better truth. What's truth? The word of God is truth. You better stand in truth. Stand on the word. Because the Bible tells me that the word of God is going to stand. You better put on peace. Put on your feet. Show them with the preparation and the gospel peace. What does that mean, beloved? It means we can't be walking around here. Study being in contention. Study starting drama. Keeping stuff stirred up. Breaking the peace. We got to be peacemakers, not peace breakers. We can't be quarreling. We can't be warring. There's a war going on in too many of our members. We got to bring this flesh under subjection. We're going to have to line up. We got to stand, church. In these last and evil days, we're not going to make it if we don't start praying. You're not going to make it if you don't start fasting. You're not going to make it if you don't put on the whole armor of God. You got to sell out in these last and evil days. You got to separate yourself from the things of this world and turn to Christ with your whole heart. I'm telling you today, the apostle Paul said, if I was one to brag, he said, which I'm not, but if I was one to brag about anything, he said, it would certainly be in my affirmities. He said, therefore I take pleasure. He said in second Corinthians, the 12th chapter and the 10th verse, therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproach, in necessity, in persecution, in distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. He said, take pleasure. Take pleasure, beloved. I know it don't feel good. I know it don't look right. I know you don't know how it's going to turn out. But the Bible said, take pleasure. He said, the joy of the Lord is your strength. If the enemy can get you down in your mind, if he can get you down in your spirit, you won't have no joy. You won't have no pleasure. But the joy of the Lord is your strength. If you want to keep your strength, you got to take pleasure in your infirmities. You got to say, okay, Satan. Oh, yeah, you, you might be allowed to do this to me, but you can't touch my soul. So while I'm going through this little situation, while I'm going through this little trauma, while I'm going through this little circumstance, I'm going to give God the praise. I'm going to glory in my affirmities. I'm going to begin to give him a great praise. I'm going to begin to rejoice proudly in my reproach. Oh yeah, you try to reproach me. You try to bring evil against me. You try to make me look bad. You try to drag down my name. But even in the midst of my reproach, I'm going to rejoice proudly in my necessities. Oh yeah, I might be in need of a couple things. I might be in need, but guess what? I'm not, I might be a want, but I ain't in no need because the Bible tells me that my father said he shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. So I'm telling you today that God, God is going to see you through. In the midst of your persecution, take pleasure. It don't matter if they persecute in your name, take pleasure. In the midst of the distress, sometimes distress can get on you so bad you feel like your heart going to fail. But he said, take pleasure. Why? Because Apostle Paul said, when I'm weak, then I am strong. Even when I feel my weakest, that's when I'm the strongest. 
When you feel like you're at your weakest point, even in your weakest day, you're stronger than the enemy. Why? Because great is he that's in you than he that is in the world. He came back and said it in 2 Corinthians 12 and 8. He said, for this thing, I besought the Lord twice. Pastor Paul was going through something. He said he asked the Lord to move it. He kept praying to the Lord. Three times he prayed and said, God, take this away from me. God, why I got to go through this? God, why you putting me through this situation? God, why this happened? God, I don't know why. Oh, me, oh, me, oh, me, oh, me, oh, me, poor me. He said, I prayed to God to move it. He said, I brought it to the Lord that it might depart from me. But what did God say? God is faithful because even at our weakest state, the Holy Spirit is standing up in us strong. He's standing up strong in you. Even while you're crying out in agony, he's standing up strong. We're saying, God, why? Please remove this cup. But God is saying, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. When you feel like you're at your weakest point, his strength is made perfect. Most gladly, therefore, I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. When you get through going what you're going through, when you get through going what you're going through, beloved, the power of God is going to rest on you like never before. You talking about a greater anointing? You're going to walk in the anointing and the presence of God like never before. His final words, his final words for you today, beloved, is there's a price for the anointed. It's going to cost you. So you might be cast down, but you are unconquered. The enemy cannot conquer you. This thing is working out for you good, no matter what it looks like. You can't be conquered by the enemy. Great is he that's in you than he that's in the world. I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. You are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. You may be cast down, but you're unconquerable. And so it is so. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I do thank you for this series, God. I thank you for allowing us to know, Father, that no matter what it is we're going through, that you are right by our side, God, that you will never leave us nor forsake us. God, that you have your hand on us and you know the thoughts that you think toward us. They are thoughts of good and not evil to give us a future and a hope. God, you said it that we, if we don't suffer with you, we can't reign with you. God, it's all of our desires to reign with you. So God, continue to give us the grace to suffer with you, God. For you said my grace is sufficient for you. So God, we thank you today for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your unfailing love and your faithfulness toward us. God, even when we turn our backs on you, God, even when we go astray, even we, when we accuse you unjustly, even when we just talk fear, doubt, and unbelief, God, we thank you today, God, that you yet love us, God, and you understand everything that we're going through. So, Father, I ask today that you would touch, oh, Father, touch each person that's under the sound of my voice, that one that's going through, God, that one that's been diagnosed with cancer, that one uh, that's been diagnosed with uh, a disease, incurable disease, oh, Father, that one that's been heartbroken, oh, God, that one that's been betrayed, that one uh, who's lost a loved one, oh, Father, that one who's grieving, oh, God, 
that one who's grieving and the person is still living because they walked out of their lives, oh Father. We ask that you will strengthen today. God, that wavered child, that one that have turned their backs on you. God, that one that don't know which way to go, God, because they've gotten so far away from you, they could barely hear your voice, oh Father. But God, I ask that you would reach down and grab them, God, and draw them back, oh Father. God, I thank you today, God, for what you're doing even now. God, you said you're married to the backslider. So I thank you today for reclaiming every backslider, God. Everyone under the sound of my voice, God, they will never be the same again. But God, that this word will penetrate deep in their hearts. Oh God, and it will accomplish that which you sent it to do. God, I thank you. I love you and I praise you. It is in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I do want to thank each and every one of you who took out the time to listen to this podcast today. I am not going to apologize for um, allowing the Lord to have his way. I want to be dignified. I come on each time and said, I'm going to just talk and I'm going to be calm. But I get so excited about the word. The Holy Spirit just takes over and I get excited and I love the Lord and I love the word of God. And I know that the word is going to accomplish what he sent it to do. So I know that you are blessed by this uh, series cast down, but unconquered. I want you to be encouraged and know that God is by your side. And again, if God be for you, who can be against you? For those of you who may not know, we are on Facebook. I want you to go to Facebook and be a part of our Facebook family at Yasha Ministry Walker on Facebook. I also would like for you to go to our Facebook group page and be a part of our group, which is going to be Let's Rap Reveals group page on Facebook. Also want to let you know that uh, Yasha Ministry Let's Rap Reveal podcasts are on many, many platforms. We're on Spotify. We're on Pandora Podcast. We're on YouTube. We're on Twitter. We're on iTunes. We're on iCloud. So please just go to Google if you have to and Google Yasha Ministry Walker and some of those platforms will come up or you can go to any one of those platforms and search Yasha Ministry and it'll pop up. As always, I want you to know you can become a patron of this great ministry for as little as $5 or more a month or less, whatever you choose. You set the amount. You can cancel it anytime. Any amount, big or small, will be greatly appreciated. I do thank you once again for always listening, liking, commenting, and sharing. Please share with someone. Let them know about what this ministry is doing. I am Elder Shanina Walker, founder of Yasha Ministry, Let's Rap Reveal Podcast. I want you to know, as always, I love you, but you better always know God will love you more. Until the next time, have a blessed day.